Good evening. This is a presentation of Movement Radio. Welcome to another edition of The Hauntings of. And now, here are your hosts, Chip Hazard and Talon Williams. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of The Hauntings of right here on Movement Radio. I'm Talon Williams alongside Chip Hazard. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we will be discussing the hauntings of the state of New Mexico. Chip, what can we look forward to in this episode? Uh, well, the great state of New Mexico is one state that has more than its fair share of creepy locations. Whatever the reason, hidden among the mountains and the deserts, there are various haunted locations, each with its own spooky tales to tell. Yes, mm. I'm I'm looking forward to this episode. If this episode is anything like last week or two weeks ago's episode of The Hauntings of New Jersey, then it should be good. But let's let's get going. I'll kick it off with uh the Dawson Cemetery, and this is in I want to say it's Samarian, New Mexico. Samarian. Samarian. There you go. Anyway, so Dawson is a ghost town close to Samarian. But there is a little left, which is, there is very little left now. Well, apart from the cemetery, which also just so happens to be one of the most haunted places in New Mexico. Dawson originally sprang up around the large coal mining operations that was ran by the Phelps Dodge Corporation. I think we've talked about them in previous episodes. Um, mm-hmm. but, however... The town and the mine were shrouded in death and destruction, so much so that it is almost it almost seems fitting that only the cemetery ended up remaining. In 1913, a massive explosion killed 263 men, going down in history as one of the worst coal mining uh, tragedies in American history. As if that wasn't bad enough, in 1923, disaster struck once more at the mine and claimed the lives of 121 more miners. With such massive tragedy, it is no surprise that there could possibly be ghosts inside the mine. So no surprise of ghost stories. Common reports include skeptical lights believed to be the miners' helmet flash helmet lights and various apparitions wandering over among the grates. I mean... Anytime you're dealing with any type of tragedy, any type of unforeseen death, that's always one that, you know, people, people always like, oh, that's so, but like, again, 1913, 263 people die. Literally 10 years later, another 121 die. Like that's, you know, I'm not saying that there's symmetry in there or there's coincidence, but yeah, but that does make very, you know, what you, we've been hearing, like, especially out in the in the Western uh, states, there's a lot of coal mining and, you know, I mean, accidents happen, obviously, but this is one that was pretty, pretty gruesome. How are you feeling about this one? Uh, Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, It reminds me of, was it not too long ago where those um, coal miners got locked or they got trapped in that, um, cave um 
in the Middle East somewhere, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I think it was, it was down. No, no, no. Yeah, it, it was, was down in South Chile. America. Yeah, it was yeah. down in Chile. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we talked so, about that on the last, uh, not the last episode, but I think we I think we it was the. Uh, I want to say it was the Nevada episode when we talked about that because Nevada also had a mining uh, job. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I it, it kind of reminds me of that. I mean, not obviously. Uh, you know, those people didn't die um, in, in Chile, but. It, it does remind me of that, um, right? You know, just for the simple fact that they got they got trapped, and then obviously this explosion killed these people in 1913. Um, but uh, I, I would like to know a little more about the, um, the like what what makes it haunted, just because these people died there. Or yeah. not, or whatnot, well, you know. Like, yeah, well, the reports of seeing the lights believed to be the helmet lights that the miners would wear, um, and the apparitions wandering around the graves, um, which anytime you know you're dealing with you know graveyards and things of that nature, there's you're going to see people normally walk around the grave. You know, that's generally what the apparition is. It's almost as if like they're seeing their final resting place or whatever. Um, right. You know. But you know, it's a very interesting one. The picture that yeah. they provide for us is very eerie. Um, it's a field very, for a whole bunch of crosses. Um, all I'm all I'm looking for are two hands up above, and they kind of look like the Metallica album "Master of Puppets." You know, it's kind of right? Um, Definitely, but but absolutely. Um, and uh, and if anybody wants to see this picture, Chip, where can they go check it out? Check it out at hauntedrooms.com. Um, as always, we are not sponsored. Hope to be soon. Yes, absolutely. Shout out to HauntedRooms.com for providing us with all of our information today. All right, you got the next one, Bubba? Yeah. The uh, next up is the La Posada Hotel in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Okay. All right. Now, now the La Posada Hotel is said to be haunted by the ghost of Julia Staub, the former mistress of the house, which is now part of the hotel. Okay. It is said, yeah. Um, so it is said that Julia fell into a deep depression following multiple miscarriages and the death of her only child. This led her to become a shut-in, and she not only lived the remainder of her life inside the house, but she also died there. Mm. That's that's pretty freaking sad in itself. Yeah, that's sad, man. You know, you, you suffer all these miscarriages. You finally, finally are able to have a child and then that child also passes away. Mm. Yeah, you sad. Know, I mean that's just in itself that's sad. Um but so it is thought that this has tethered her to the property even in death and many staff and guests have reported seeing her spirit in the hotel usually crying in a corner or looking forlorn. Mm. Yeah, I mean, generally, I mean, because, I mean, you, you hear somebody crying, you automatically, it's almost like you're, you're like, what what's wrong? You know, I mean, whether it's, you know, man, woman, child, whatever, if you see someone crying, your initial instinct is like, shit, what can I do to make this person feel better? You know, like, that. I mean, that, at least that's my, you know, because, you, you know, Chip will tell you guys, I'm, I, I try to, I always try to find humor in a dark place, you know, to try to make somebody feel better. Um 
you know, like, it, you know, people crying. But then again, it's like you hear, you hear somebody crying or you go into the room, you look around and you don't see anybody. And it's like, okay, I know I just heard somebody crying. Who the hell's crying? Exactly. You know, and then, you know, when it says simply looking forlorn, um, I've never heard that word before. Please forgive me. Um, again, I have a GED. Uh <laughs> never actually seen that word before looking but just just looking just dis- disgruntled or looking like outward toward a window almost like in a, in a in a daydream almost or um so simple google search <laughs> two seconds here and i'll tell you what uh webster's miriam says that the word forlorn means right um so, well if my stupid computer would work there it is so uh forlorn means to look pitiful pitifully sad and abandoned or lonely okay ah okay then that yeah that 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 makes sense almost like you're just looking at a depressed person you know just looking sad and it's almost like yeah in a way it's like oh you know what can i do to make you feel better you know how can i help you you know you know, but even then, you know, if you get too close to the spirit, like what would happen? You know, I mean, obviously, you know, I mean, they, they don't say anything about this person, you know, you know, finding dead bodies in a little room or something like that. But right, right. You know, I'm sure it would, you know, freak somebody out if they seen it. But oh, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So the next one is the Kimo uh, Theater. And this is in good old Albuquerque, New Mexico. Home of Ethel. <laughs> um, at least that's what it's, it's, it's that's what was uh, on I Love Lucy all the years ago. Ethel Mertz was from Albuquerque, New Mexico, and they did that episode where they drove through her hometown, and everyone believed that she was the star of the show and not Ricky Ricardo. And then that was a funny episode. Anyway, so not only is Albuquerque's Kimmo Theater a stunning building to look at, but it is also considered to be one of the most haunted places in the state. The resident ghost is believed to be a young boy named Bobby who died in the building back in 1951. During a movie screening, the water heater in the lobby exploded, killing the youngster instantly. He is now said, oh, wow. to, yeah, he is now said to roam the theater, causing all sorts of mischief. In fact, performers have even taken to leaving him small gifts and toys to try to occupy him so that his tricks do not interfere with their performances interesting however it is he, if he is not impressed with your offering he is likely to mess up with mess with electronics and distract the actors making them fluff up their lines okay that that one's that one's interesting um so basically, the, the the young man dies in the building due to an explosion from a water heater. So obviously, you know they say, okay, well he like he likes sort of mischief, you know, toys and gifts. So automatically, right there, bam, we're dealing with ch- with, with with ghost kids. Exactly. And I'm not a fan of ghost kids. <laughs> uh, we don't do ghost kids. I, yeah, no. Um, just it, it's scary. Um, to think there's a there's a child that could you know, kill me in my sleep, you know? Um, but you know, the offering of the toys and the gifts, you know, to occupy him, 
it was like, however, like if he's not impressed, here, here's an Xbox 360. I'll plug it to the TV, play Grand Theft Auto. You, I don't care. You know, you know what I mean? You know, I mean, obviously, giving him a Jack in the Box ain't gonna work this time. You know what I mean? So, right. Anyway, so how are you feeling about this one? Um, I'm feeling a little, little better about this one. Um, you know, uh, like we always say, you know, kids, you, you we don't mess with kids. Uh. And we don't mess with people's final resting places. Right. So uh, with this being, you know, the ghost of a kid, he's, you know, uh, pulling tricks and having mischief at this movie theater. I think he's just there kind of, you know, having fun um, because he's still a kid, obviously. Right. Uh, I don't think he's there to to hurt anyone yeah. or anything like that. So. Yeah. I mean, the mischief thing, you, you know, when it says, oh, well, he's causing people to like miss. I don't see how. I mean, does he just, is? do you see him in the back corner off to the side, like waving, doing like funny faces or something? It's like, the kid's there again. You know, like, <laughs> you know, maybe, or maybe it's, maybe it's a situation where it's like Casper in a sense, you know? Right. Casper's really a friendly ghost. Yep. Absolutely. And, uh, did they say what this kid's name was? Bobby. Uh, Bobby. Yeah. Bobby. Bobby the Friendly Ghost. Bobby I mean. the Friendly Ghost. Why not? <laughs> Alrighty. All right. You got the next one, Bubba? Uh yeah. The uh so the next one is Atoka School. And uh this is in Artesia. 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 Okay. I think I think it's happening because I can I can see art and then the E S and the I fuck it. <laughs> Artesia. We'll just go with that. <laughs> yep, we'll go with Artesia, New Mexico. So um this one's a little weird. It says okay. that one of the creepiest things about the Akota school is that it is more or less just closed overnight. And to this day, nobody actually seems to know why. Uh, but okay. aren't most schools closed at night? So most I, schools. Yeah. Uh, I, I need to know what kind of school this is. I mean, is it one of those mag, uh, those magnet schools where it's like multiple, like, is it a night school? Is it a, I mean, even night school, you don't stay all night long at the night school. Right. That's strange. Um, <sighs> yeah, I, I can't even find, so just doing, you know, a quick Google search. Um, it, it's just a, a kindergarten through 12 school, you know, K through 12 school in um, a to or in, in New Mexico. Um, so I, I would say that it's, uh, I don't know of any K through 12 schools that are open at night. Uh, please correct me if I'm wrong. I, I have no clue. I've never heard of one. Okay. Uh, just, just making sure that I'm, I'm not seeing this as, you know, I mean, there are colleges, I mean, there are colleges that keep like halls and, you know, open like 24 seven, you know, I'm sure that there's a couple of campuses who people stay out all night partying and some people stay up, up to like 4am or 5am studying in like libraries and, you know, things of that nature. Maybe if they're cramming for an exam or something like that, maybe right. But, but they have dorms on campus, right? I'm not yeah. finding anything about there being a dorm on campus or anything like that. So, yeah. um, it goes on to say that did something terrible happen there? Is that why it is so haunted? Nobody knows. In fact, the school is not the only establishment to close down rapidly in this building. Hmm. Okay. Over the years, it has served a number of purposes and 
every single time the business has closed more or less overnight with little or no warning. Okay, so now it makes a little more sense. It, it just closed overnight, not closes overnight. Okay. okay. Okay, so that makes a little more sense. Yeah. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, forget about everything we just talked about the past five minutes. <laughs> uh, these days, it is a popular place for teenagers to hang out and try to scare each other. They usually do not have to try very hard since most who have visited the school or visited this site uh, said there's a dark energy that lives in the walls and many reports having heard groans, snarls, and what can only be described as demonic voices. Mm-hmm. Very, you know, like I said, I don't care if the, no- I don't care if the voice is polite. I'm getting the fuck out of there. Right. <laughs> I walk in the place. I'm looking around. I was like, hey, town, you look good. You lost weight. Yeah, I'm going to walk back outside now. <laughs> right. Then it's like, get over here. Like, Scorpion? <laughs> you know. Please leave me alone. Yeah. Don't like, I mean, I don't, want, I don't want to close your eyes. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You know. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. This one's, I mean, for it to be, now that we know the, um, you know, that it just closed overnight and nobody knows why it closed. And then every business or every time, every, every other thing that happens, you would think, you know, the, <laughs> it just, it means that they just close out of nowhere and it's like, oh, where, where did this go? You know? Right. I mean, could you, because think about it. Could you imagine like, just, just for shits and giggles, could you imagine if, you know, you go to. A grocery store, okay? You walk around, you, you you got this grocery store. It's a small little, you know, home. It's not one of the big, you know, grocery stores or anything like that, but it's a small little grocery store. You go there, you buy your groceries, whatever. You leave, and then you come back, like, the very next day because you forgot something, and then that whole store is, like, completely emptied out. There's, like, no sign on the door. You, the, you know, nothing works. It's all blacked out inside. That would freak you out just a little bit, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's a, that's a little... uh little iffy yeah that's <laughs> if a, you ask me yeah absolutely absolutely yeah very very strange very very strange all right um so we're gonna go from there with them from we're gonna we're gonna go to the luna mansion and this is in los lunas new mexico now the luna mansion is said to be haunted by joseph josephina josephita josephita Josefita Otero, who died in 1951 at the age of 77. She was responsible for overseeing renovations to the mansion, which could be why she is still hanging around. The location is fairly pleased that she has remained and gone out of her way to embrace their paranormal reputation. They have even gone so far as to rename the room in which Josefita appears the spirit lounge josephita is frequently seen walking the staircases or sitting in her rocking chair in the spirit lounge okay let's pause right there one one because there's nothing left to read and two as soon as it says the location is fairly pleased that she has remained and gone out of their way to embrace their paranormal reputation so automatically right there that tells me that's a red flag it's embellishment because yes. because it's one thing if you try to like 
you know, if you, you know, anytime you embrace, you know, something and, and, and you know what, maybe there could be a spirit there, but when you embrace it, that's when you're like, okay, how much of it is like real and how much of it is put on. Right. You know, so how are you, how are, what are your thoughts so far? Uh, it, no, as soon as you, like, I was kind of vibing with it and as soon as you said that they're pleased that she has remained there i was like no i'm out like you're just using this as a place to bring people to this location right right um doesn't it doesn't get because normally they uh they they, it says off to the side you can book a room here and i was like i don't don't, yeah so i don't even know if they're booking rooms right now you know um Especially now, maybe even with, you know, the COVID situation, but, right. you know, a slow, that's slowly but surely, you know, getting better. So, but anyway, uh, you got the next one, brother? I do, uh, and I'm going to butcher the hell out of this name, but it's the Old Bernalillo County Courthouse. I'll, let's go with it. <laughs> <laughs> let's just go yeah. with it. And this is in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Right. Now, the picture that they show looks like a fairly updated building. It does look uh, updated, at least at least early 2000s. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. Um, so the old Bernalillo County Courthouse was built in 1926. Over the years, it has garnered a reputation as one of the most haunted places in the land of enchantment. In particular, it is the basement of the building which is said to be extremely haunted. Witnesses have reported seeing flickering lights, encountering cold spots, and mysterious gusts of wind. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, flickering lights and cold spots, I can almost dispel um, as kind of normal for a basement, you mm-hmm. know? Right. Uh, you know, because basements are typically underground. Underground, it's a little colder. You might yeah. hit a spot that's colder than others. Uh, I get that. Uh, flickering lights. Uh, maybe the uh, light bulb, per se, was was not screwed in properly or whatnot. But then, when you talk about mysterious gusts of wind, that that right there triggers me a little bit. I'm like, first of all, we're in a basement. There should right. be no wind. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, also, but, but also the cold spot thing also is interesting for the reason that New Mexico is basically a desert climate. It's just like, it's, it's it, New Mexico, Arizona, um, Nevada, some parts of lower California in the San Diego area, right near, uh, just right outside of Juarez, uh, Mexico, uh, in the early part, like around El Paso, Texas, that, that them areas like that small area of the Southwest of the United States, it's more of a desert climate. So it can go anywhere from like close to a hundred and something degrees in a day to damn near 20 degrees in the evening, you know, just depending on, you know, time and depending on time of the year. Um, right. So to encounter cold spots in a basement with that high of temperature, you know, it also doesn't distinguish like what time. I mean, if you go down there during like you know, 103 degrees, I mean, surely, I mean, it, it'll be cooler, but it wouldn't be like freezing cold. You see what I'm saying? 
So yeah. now the, the last sentence kind of like the previous, uh, the Luna mansion, the, the, the last sentence, it, it directly takes me away and I holler red flag embellishment because it says, in fact, the courthouse has such a reputation for being a paranormal hotspot that they have, it has been used as a haunted house attraction on Halloween. Yep. 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 Red flag. Yep. Automatic. Because that's, again, I mean, you're using it to, because if it, because for me, if it's like a legitimate haunted house, it's, it's a place that you don't really want to fucking go. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's one of them situations. Exactly. So, you know, that, that takes me right out of it. Yep. I'm like, mm, no, thank you. Almost had us. Yeah, you almost, you almost had us. (laughs) You almost had us. All right. So the next one we're going to talk about is the Schaefer Hotel, and this is in Mountaineer, uh, New Mexico. Many people are put off of the Schaefer Hotel in Mountaineer because of the swastikas carved into the facade. Oh wow! Ooh, okay. However, oh, I I see it in the, I see it in the picture. I. I'd completely overlooked that. Sorry to cut you off, but I had completely overlooked that when I was looking at the picture and I was like, Hey, that could be a, a, a nice storefront. I could see a podcast building, you know, put there music store something. And then when you said that, I looked back at it and I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> might be bad, yeah. That might be a bad idea to post the podcast studio in the upstairs where there's a, four fucking swastikas on the on the front of the building right (laughs) but anyway so it is important to remember that the symbol is three thousand years old and this building was constructed long before world war ii when it came to symbolize such horror and atrocities if anything should put guests off spending the night here it's not the swastikas but rather the fact that this is one of the most haunted places in New Mexico. The Schaefer Hotel is so haunted that it has actually hosted paranormal conferences in the past. Guests often report seeing flashing lights and strange shapes and shadows uh, floating around inside the rooms. Flashing lights, strange shapes. like Yeah. Like, like, like you see, like a rhombus. Um, is there an oval? Like, what, what, what? Trapezoid. What, 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 what shapes are you seeing? You know, are you on a DMT trip? What's going on? Yeah. You know? do, you, do you take a hit of acid? Yeah. I'm just wondering. It's a liquid microdot. Like, what, what's going on? But anyway, but no, um, yeah, but that, I mean, three thousand years before World War, before what you know, before the. Um, the symbol's been around for 3,000 years. I think it's, and, and some people's like, oh, well, this symbol's used in in Buddhism and, you know, different other religions. And it's like, yeah, but in since 1944, that, that symbol is a symbol of hatred for, you know, yeah. you know, just so, any, anyone, anyone who uses that symbol for any reason, like you're you're a piece of shit human being and you should you know right um so so the history of the swastika eh, if nobody knows it just real quick it's an ancient religious icon in the cultures of eurasia 
It is uh, used as a symbol of divinity and spirituality in Indian religions, including Hinduism, Buddhism, and Jainism. Uh, in the Western world, it was a symbol of auspiciousness and good luck up until the 1930s when the right-facing tilted form became a feature of the Nazi symbolism as an emblem of Aryan race. So up until the 1930s, it was, you know, uh, divinity, spirituality, good luck. And then when the, uh, the Germans, you know, Hitler and the Germans um, took it, they, they changed the whole perception of what this symbol meant. Now, it does go on to say that to this day, the swastika continues to be used as a symbol of good luck and prosperity in Hindu, Buddhist, and Johnny countries such as Nepal, India, Mongolia, China, and Japan. And it is also common, commonly used in Hindu marriage ceremonies. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Uh, I guess they're trying to take it back, take it away from what it yeah, became it, known it, as. Yeah, exactly. Taking its power away. Um, you know, but you are going to have, unfortunately, you are going to have those idiots who will use it, you know, for whatever reasons they want to use it for. Um, you know, I mean, if, you know, I don't, I don't tell anybody how to live their life. Um, but if you embrace a swastika and it's not part of your like religion in terms of like Hinduism, Buddhism or whatever, and you use that symbol to, you use it for as a, as a symbol of hate towards another person, whether it be their race or their religion or whatever, go fuck yourself. I'm sorry. You know, that's, right. you know, that's not, that's not cool in my book, but anyway. Yeah. I mean, we, we don't mean to be too political, but you know, when it comes to that, go fuck yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Shout out to you, Zach. Dye. No, not the swastika thing was because I said, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Don't want to put you in this in this mix. Um, you gonna get that boy. You gonna get that boy hurt. I'm not gonna get him hurt. Do not hurt Zach Die. He's a good kid. He needs to get booked more. But anyway, all right. So you got the next one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I looked at the name of the next one. And I was like, holy shit. Uh, Uraka <laughs> Mesa. Sure. We're gonna go with that. And this is an Angel Fire, New Mexico. Um. So, uh, Uraca Mesa is found on the Philmont Scout Range, a property near Angel Fire that is owned by the Boy Scouts of America. Hmm, interesting. That's, that's very interesting in itself. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, however, the legend is linked to this, the, the legend that is linked to this location is much more than a campfire ghost story. Okay. 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 Uh, the land was originally occupied by Native American tribes who believed that the Uraca Mesa is actually a gateway to the demon realm, or to put it in a more simple terms, the mouth of hell. So for the second episode in a row, we are talking about a portal to hell, the gates of hell. Pretty much diving straight into uh demonic uh you know spiritual spirituality um yeah wow um i uh, mean go so, ahead so so yeah 
um, <clears throat> apparently the Uraka Mesa looks a lot like a skull. Even since the early days, people thought the north part of the mesa looked like a skull. An eye in the skull to the west is said to be the door to the underworld that the shaman sealed. Cat totems guard the site. Wow, cat totems? Cat totems? Cat totems. Like, uh, like totem poles? Pretty much. Okay. Um, so, uh, looking at a picture, the, the picture that Haunted Rooms um, uses, it's kind of eerie, but not as eerie. I found another um, picture of it from uh, onlyinyourstate.com, and it definitely looks like a skull. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, it, it's very, yeah, it's very eerie. Uh, when you look at it. Um, so it says that the, the shaman placed cat totems around the mesa and the cats are said to scare away the magpies who can open the portal. Legend says that if all the totems are destroyed, the portal will open and evil will be unleashed. At last count, only two of the original totems remain. Shit, you better get a craftsman up there to try to build some more then. <laughs> right. Uh, in yeah. one account, a scout hiking the mesa at night found himself near the eye. He heard an unusual noise, and when he turned, he saw a dark-skinned, hairless figure watching him. Um, pause. <laughs> First of all, why in the fuck are you hiking in the middle of the night by yourself? Exactly. <clears throat> Secondly, I want to know how fast he can run, because I guarantee... I could outrun Usain Bolt if I'd have turned around and seen a dark-skinned, hairless figure just staring at me. <laughs> Was it Drake? I'm I'm gonna ba- I'm a, I'm gonna break the sound of speed. No, no, no. Was it the Was it the Rake? Is it is this is this the creepy pasta? The Rake? It could the, be the hairless dog that sits on the edge of the bed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's so, very, very creepy. Very, very, very creepy. Um, yeah. But then again, you also have to think, I mean, Boy Scouts of America, I think, have a lot worse things to worry about right now than the mouth of hell. Uh, you know, again, not going too far into current right. events, but um, it, ain't but, so good, it, it ain't looking good for the, for the BSA at this point. Not right now. No. Uh, but it, it goes on to say that when the scout saw the dark figure watching him, he booked it down the mesa. About halfway down, he stopped to catch his breath. He looked back up the trail and saw a different, fi- a different figure, a wash in glowing blue light. Native people from the area say that, uh, say the shaman stands watch on the mesa, making sure that the portal to underground or to the underworld stays tightly shut. Uh huh. So, um, you up for a hike? <laughs> nope. <laughs> well, good thing you said that because unfortunately, the Uraka Mesa is privately owned by the Philmont Scout Ranch. Unless you are a scout or a guest, you are out of luck. But maybe there's not. Maybe that's not a bad thing. <laughs> no, it's definitely. It, it is. Trust me, it is definitely not a bad thing. Um, my God. Um. That kind of reminds me when you when you when you were talking about that. Do you remember um, the movie The Mummy? 
with Brendan. I do. There was that group of people. Um, I can't the Magi or whatever they're called, the ones that like guarded uh-huh. the city of Hamanoptera. Yes, like that's what I'm getting. Like that's the vision that I'm seeing when you talked about the shamans. You know, keeping the gates, almost like the like those guys guarding the city of Hamanoptera before it becomes. You know, so that Emotet doesn't get released back into the world or whatever, you know. Um, you know, that's a little nerd humor for, you know, movie buffs out there for those who want a, a comparison. It's just been a long time since I watched that movie. Um Real correct. Movie. Really good movies. Yeah, really good movies. I know Tom I know they try to, you know, redo it with Tom Cruise and everything. Just I have yet to see that. I heard that was really good as well. It was, I've yet to see it, it. It, was it was good. It wasn't as it was more dark than it was. You know, which I think that was kind of what they were going for. They wanted it to be a little bit more of a darker um, version of the mummy. Right. I mean, it worked for what it was. I still enjoy the original because there was a little bit of comedy to it. There was some action to it. There was Mm -hmm. the, you know, the the, the drama, the thrill of it, you know, which was, you know, and the whole time it's like (laughs) that, that that was like um, a couple of years, a couple of a couple months ago. They said, "Oh, we found this tomb in Egypt, and this this uh, this this buried tomb in Egypt. We we're gonna dig up this uh, mummy, and it has been opened. This thing has been opened like two thousand years." And I'm thinking, "Okay, who had who had emo Ted on their fucking 2020 bingo cards? <laughs> you know, right? Like, I, I don't I don't want nothing to do with that." But anyway, all right. So we go from the mouth of hell to the Albuquerque Press Club. This is also in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Nice little log cabin, though, what I'm looking at here. It definitely looks really cool. It looks cool. It, it looks old, though. Like you can tell by the picture being used that it's a very old, old picture. If I had to take a stab in the dark, at least early 19th century. But anyway, so the Albuquerque Press Club is housed in what was formerly the Whistlesea House. The property was built in 1903 as a family residence it is a three-story property built in the same manner as the norwegian villa with a low pitch roof exposed log fronting and rough cut log facades it is a very it is a very rustic look and was far removed from the family's previous residence in chicago when it was first built it stood on its own since the town had not yet grown out towards that area yeah it, the town itself hadn't grown towards that area there would not have been any uh vegetation or trees in the area either which gave the property you know fantastic view of the the the, the sandies the rivers and the volcanoes in short the location is pretty picturesque which seems at odds with the fact that the building is considered to be one of the most haunted in the state. The house is now a private club known as the Albuquerque Press Club, and it is okay. said to be haunted by the spirit of Mrs. M. The ghost is said to appear in the form of a woman in a black shawl. Regulars have reported hearing a the sound of, of her high heels on the floor and say that the piano can be often heard playing on its own. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. At least it didn't say the lady in white. <laughs> That's very true. But the lady in the black shawl, I don't know what a shawl is. 
is it like a moo moo? What is it? Like uh, a, a shawl? It's a, no, it's it's a covering that goes over your shoulders, um, almost like a um, what's those things? I I just drew a blank. Those things that cowboys used to wear back in the day. Um, the a lot of Hispanics uh, wore them. No, no. <laughs> Son of a bitch! Wait, wait—is it like a vest almost? But it's like it, it's like it just—it just, kind of like upper part. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, all right. So, how are you feeling about this one? Uh, hold on here, real quick. Um, a shawl is a piece of fabric worn by women over the shoulders or head, or wrapped around a baby. Okay, yeah. All right, um, that makes sense. And then I'm—it's going to kill me until I. Let's see what the fuck was the thing? Let's see, it's gonna kill me. I can't remember what that other thing was that I, I was talking about. Um, so yeah, it's it's gonna kill me until I remember that. But uh, for anybody listening, uh, send me a message if you know what the hell I'm talking about. My mind. <laughs> <laughs> just drew a complete blank. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, this one I'm I'm feeling. Uh, I'm feeling meh. Yeah, I'm definitely feeling a little meh. Yeah, about it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I wish. See, that's the thing. Like, I, like sometimes I wish they they would give us more information, you know. And then, right. Sometimes it's like, oh, we just do this. We just do this. We just do that. like. What else is there? You know, like like hit me with something. You know, um, but at least it wasn't the lady in white. So there you go. Well, that's All right. that's very you got true. you got the next one. I do. Uh, the next one is going to be the Santa Fe State Penitentiary, and this is in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Here we go. Um, while it was in operation, the Santa Fe Penitentiary housed some of the most or some of the very worst criminals in New Mexico. Okay? Okay. Um, it, it was a men's maximum security prison located in Santa Fe County, south of central Santa Fe on the New Mexico State Road 14. Old Main was closed up after the prison riot of 1980, though there is still a gift shop with no ghost stories, quote unquote, doesn't mean that there are no ghosts. Um, so we'll talk about the uh, the riot of 1980 first. Okay. Uh, because it goes into some of the hauntings. Um, <clears throat> so in 1980, cell block four at the far north end of the control center was the scene of one of the most violent prison riots in the correctional history of the United States. Okay. Wow. Um, so over two days, 33 inmates were killed and 12 officers were held hostage by prisoners who had escaped from crowded dormitories located at the southern end from the control center. Men were brutally butchered, dismembered, and decapitated and hung up on the cells and burned alive. Damn! Yes. Um, this section of the prison was closed in 1998 and is now referred to as the quote-unquote 
old main. Mm. Damn. That is crazy. Stabbing, yeah. gutting, decapitation. Then burn burnt, yes. Um, so it goes on to say that a mysterious shadow entity causes a stir at the New Mexico State Penitentiary. A human shaped shadow has been witnessed from 1981 and has continued into the present day. Corrections officers, as well as members of the New Mexico National Guard, have seen the shadow ghost. Unexplained noises can be heard, including loud cell doors slamming shut. Cell blocks three and four has heightened activity. The tool, ma- the tool room and the laundry room are also known for uh, having spectral occurrences. Spectral occurrences. Yes. Huh. So... Wow. Yeah. That I mean yeah, I mean a prison riot definitely, I mean, when you're killing that many people. Yeah, you can you can kinda expect there to be a haunting. Uh there's <laughs> some bad juju associated with the uh with uh with this place. Um now, if I'm not mistaken, they still provide touring. Like, don't they? Don't they still do touring for this place? Yes, yes they do. Um, you can take um, paranormal tours mm-hmm. as well as just a regular tour. Um, oh, so like one, like a standard tour, like, hey, this is the prison, and then the paranormal tour, like, hey, this is the ghost of the prison. Right. It's crazy, man. Because yeah. I, I found this one thing. It says that many visitors say that they have been followed home by some dark spirits that reside at the penitentiary. I don't. I don't need you. I don't need you coming home with me. Like, this is your home. You stay here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. You you stay at your house, and I'm gonna stay at my house. Right. Exactly. I, I don't need you to interject into my place of living. Right. I won't interject. I won't interject on you. You don't interject on me. Right. Of course. I mean, I wouldn't be going to this motherfucker anyway. So you know, I ain't got nothing. Hopefully, I don't have to, I have to worry about that one. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so out of all the ones that we've talked about tonight, which one did you find the most interesting? For me, it was the uh, Uraka Mesa. Mm-hmm. Um, I found that one the most interesting uh, for, for two reasons. One, <clears throat> it's owned by the Boy Scouts of America. Right. Sorry, I had to take a drink there. It was getting dry throat. That's cool. Um, and the other is the fact that it is, I mean, if you look at it, it's literally in the shape of a skull. And you can still find the, the cat totems uh, laying around, you know. Right. Um, and then marking it as the second episode in a row where we have had... <coughs> excuse me, um, the mouth of hell, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, for me, and I'm going back through and I'm looking at a few of them. Um, I do find like the one that's 
interesting to me is the uh, the Otaka school for the reason for the simple fact that like it gives me just enough information that I want to know more. Right. Um, that one definitely. Um, and uh, also the first one we talked about, uh, the Dawson Cemetery. Um, just the fact that you know, I think we've talked about the Phelps Dodge Corporation before in previous episodes. Um, you know about the you know like of course the, the cemetery would be haunted by the miners, you know because you know the the, the accident that ha- that took place in uh, nineteen thirteen with two hundred and sixty three men losing their lives, and then literally ten years later, you know another hundred and twenty one men are gone as well. So right. you know three hundred and eighty four men in that ten year span have you know died due to you know mining you know so what is there any is there something that's sinister that's there which caused their death you know and now that they're there you know themselves um this one was a pretty it wasn't as interesting as new jersey new jersey was very much a hotbed for uh paranormal activity this one eh, not so much i mean they had it had a couple of good ones um you know, but anybody who's been listening to us for a long time, you know our criteria. Like, it's got to make us like, it's got to make the, it's got to, it's either got to be rooted in history that's interesting, or it's got to have like this, this innate ability to make us have like these chills on the back of our necks, like, oh shit. Well, I don't, I, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah. So that is it, ladies and gentlemen. That it has been the hauntings of New Mexico. Uh, next time on the, the hauntings of, I believe it's New York, if I'm not mistaken, or is it? Join us again in two weeks for the hauntings of New York. Yes, New York. Yes, that's a that's a big one. I, I, I pretty I'm pretty sure we're probably going to have more than ten. Um, if we have to, you know, cut some of them down, we 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 will. Um, hopefully we won't have to. Hopefully we can actually, you know, have a you know good you know good little rounded episode. Um, but again. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. Um, Chip, anything you want to bring up before we head out of here today? Movementradio.us. Please, please check us out. Movementradio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things Movement Radio. Absolutely. And also go check out the Patreon channel. Um, or pay, yeah, Patreon page, Patreon channel. Um, I don't know if they're calling it a page or a channel. Either way, go check out the Patreon, Movement Radio. Um we're fixing to load up more episodes of battle topics and uh, a couple more episodes. Uh, go check out some of our previous episodes. Also check out the archives. You can do that over at movementradio.us. Um, like Chip said, your one-stop shop for all things movement radio. And we'll see you guys next time on another episode of the hauntings of chip. Let's hit them with the outro. Please do not leave without leaving a like comment, share and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Please follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Go check out the YouTube channel, subscribe, and click that bell to get notified of our latest videos. I am Chip Hazard. And I am Talon Williams. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan.